Geekscape is I'm sitting here with Tyson Brewer in a McDonald's across the street from my house. Uh, because Tyson is here from Canada, and he's a longtime Geekscapist, friend of the show. Total friend of the show. <laughs> and, uh, and he's also addicted to McDonald's sweet tea. We don't have it in Canada, so yeah, I so, have to get a lot of it when I'm here. So Tyson's in from Canada, and uh, he, I never understood that in from Canada. It's like, what, what do you mean in from Canada? Well, like Canada is a massive country. Like it always, it always weirded me out when it. It's like, a massive company, a country that nobody lives in. No, it's true. But like I had friends that like grew up around the corner from me, and then lived in Sacramento for like two years, and then they came back to Canada, and they're like, oh yeah, like. We just told our friends we were like going into Canada for the weekend, and I'm like, "What does that mean? Like, no one in the well, no one in Canada would be like, I'm going into America for the weekend. You know what I mean? They'd specifically be like, I'm going to even if you like cross the river to Detroit or something. like yeah, that? Yeah, like I'm going to Detroit. Okay, but not I'm going into America. No, that's just that's okay, crazy. It's because Canada. It, first off, keep in mind the mass xenophobia that our com- that our country has. Oh yeah, no in one the leaves. United States, right? Yeah. No, nobody leaves the United States. It's just a mass xenophobia. Not a lot of people know about too much that's going on or care too much what's going on outside of our borders. So if you're in from Canada, you're in from like a wasteland. Yeah, it's one that has the population lump. of what Texas? Uh, California. Okay, California. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it, that's. I think there's more people in this McDonald's. Than yeah, I, I expected you to show up at like Uckluck and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, have, yeah. a, have like a, like you came in from the Iditarod. Yeah, We're like guys, it's crazy out there. You know, we have a, a bobsled of like like pugs bringing <laughs> just, you in, just pugs, just pugs. <laughs> solely pugs. So uh, for those of you guys who don't know Tyson, uh, Tyson and I met through Geek Drum, the the podcast I did prior to Geekscape. Uh, with Dan Trachtenberg and uh, Tyson, it was probably like what was it, like July of 2006, June of 2006, when you sent me that first message. Oh uh, no, it probably would have been later. It pro- um, only because we met in September, October. Yeah, I think it, w- it was probably August. So, it, so in August, I got an email on Facebook or Friendster. Or <laughs> I think it was <laughs> MySpace. I think it was MySpace. Yeah. That you'd been listening to the podcast and you listened to the to Geek Drum when you were undergoing your uh, treatment. Yeah, undergoing chemo. Yeah. So chemo for your lymphoma? Yeah, at Hodgkin's how lymphoma. Old, how old were you? I was 18. So you're 18, and... Because uh, you, you sent out this thing that you were like, I think Dan and I are going to cancel the show because no one listens to it and no one gives a shit about what we do. When did and we I, do that? Oh, was I joking on the show? I don't know if you were joking or not. I was probably joking. Probably, but I was like, you know what, I really care about your show. I listen to it when I go through chemo, and then you were like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. I, I started crying when I yeah. read it. Well, when I read it, I started crying. And you you'd sent the message to the four of us, uh, Dan and I and Alex and Kevin. Yeah, and you guys, uh, you guys all brought me out, and we got to meet in San Francisco. And that's how we became friends. Yeah, friend of the show. You are not a friend of the show. You are a legitimate friend of... Jonathan, <laughs> <laughs> you've been my friend for six years. Yeah, a so, long time. In, in, in Tyson's in town for a film festival. His his short from Ryerson. His, yep. his graduate short. Um, one of one. What did it win this week? Uh, it won uh, best dramatic short at the International Student Film Festival Hollywood. So there you are. Yeah. We're sitting down with filmmaker Tyson Brewer here at, Mc, at a McDonald's where he's pumping uh, sweet tea into his veins, hoping oh, yeah. to get some diabetes. diabetes. <laughs> and uh, we spent a week together, and uh, I actually didn't go to the film festival because I was camping out for the Wii. And uh, I'm glad you didn't. Well, for those of you guys who are listening, uh, the Wii U campout, you can actually see what what was happening in my life while Tyson was at the film festival. You can you can listen to that. That's up on the podcast feed right now. Uh, it's we, probably the more entertaining. Experience. No, 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 listen to this. So, you, you, the, so not all film festivals are, are, are great, right? 
Yeah, they're not. I mean, there's there's different kinds of film festivals. There's there's A-list film festivals. It's like Cannes, uh, Venice, Berlin, Sundance. Toronto, we Sundance. got Sundance. And then there's B-list film festivals, which are still big, but not as big. We're talking about Florida. Yeah. Maybe Telluride. Telluride for sure. Right. Uh, South by Southwest, although that's starting to get... A-list. Starting to get A-list, but it's still not the super, like... And then there's a drop-off. And then Yeah, and then there's a big drop-off, and then there's, like, C-list festivals, and then I would say that... Which are kind of local, and then there's just, like, guys putting festivals together to try and get money. Yeah, and then there'll be... Um, I was approached by one film festival, and they were like, hey, we really want you to come. And I was super excited because it was in a reputable city, and they were like, you know, you got to pay 300 euros for each pass. You have to buy a minimum of two passes. Yeah, there's the stay at my hotel. But we'll show your film. We'll show your film. You'll win an award. For You'll sure. win an award. We you can know. tell you right now. We haven't even seen your film. Yeah. You will win an award. And uh, and the, you know, like the investment for me to go to the festival would be like 3,500 euros, 3,000 euros, which is like four or five grand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're like, so we really want you to do this. Um, because we've already we've already done our share by putting your film in the festival, and it's like no, you didn't even do and shit. And you ask them, uh, well, I don't think I'm gonna go. What Will you still put my film in? And they're like, no, <laughs> no, we're not showing your film unless you show up and give us all this money. Yeah, and I was like, okay, well then, best of luck at the festival. Yeah, like, which you know, there's those kind of crappy festivals, and then there's festivals that are 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 just. <laughs> They, they want to be real festivals so bad. They're surprised. I remember being surprised by Ojai. Ojai okay. Film Festival was like a really sweet surprise for me. It was a small festival, but it, uh, it was a great experience, and everybody there was really excited about it. And um, Malibu was one that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are some small festivals that will give you prize awards. Yeah. I'm so I, I would say any filmmaker who's listening to this, do your research see what the prizes are see if there's prize awards and if there are prize awards and it, even though it's a small festival you might be the big fish there totally you know I, I mean, was this a prize award that you won uh no <laughs> uh, maybe they're gonna maybe mail my check not not happening <laughs> they're gonna mail you a uh i once got what appeared i once got what appeared to be a horse ribbon from a film <laughs> festival <laughs> it said like you showed or something i'll show it to you it's it, no it was it was the best oh, i think it's on your cork board yeah, right? yeah it's on yeah, my cork board it. best yeah, of yeah, fest yeah. or something like That's that amazing. i was like oh a best of Fest. Well, I mean, we we got into Chicago or not Chicago, the uh, Illinois International Film Festival that's in, going to be in Chicago in two weeks in December, and uh, I really want to go, but you know, I'm hesitant to go to another festival like this one in Hollywood, where it's so small and there's very right. few people there. It's like, is it worth investing my time? To or go? are they just trying to get money? Exactly. So Tyson's been my guest for a week. He came for a film festival. He stayed for the friendship. Um, and then I got the Wii U in the middle of it, which you guys are hearing the camp out. Um, and then Tyson played it. And he, 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 The Geekscape is on the website. I've been asking about our impressions. Um, I think the system works like a dream. There is a two-hour uh, update that you have to do. It's a mandatory update when you start the system. It's two hours. You have to sit through it. I luckily put it, uh, read about it from some of your tweets. I put it online. Uh, our buddy Brent Strasberg, who's a listener, and Anthony Latch, those guys... Uh, they uh, they said, Jonathan, there's a two-hour update. So when I got home, I set it up to start updating. I actually woke up a couple hours later. The update was done, and I did other things like transfer the Wii over to the Wii U and that stuff. But you had some weird, like, I mean, your system crashed. Yeah, after I transferred my Wii information to my Wii U, the, the system wouldn't start Miiverse, and it wouldn't start a system update. So it would just crash on that stuff. And it wasn't until I put in New Super Mario Brothers U 
that it did another update and it seemed to clear that problem. Anytime you buy a Wii U game, there's about a 20 minute, 10 to 20 minute update that has to happen per game. And so far we've played New Super Mario Bros. U. Uh, I've watched Tyson go through his addiction in Yoshi's Fruit Cart in Nintendo game. Land. Ridiculous. And then last night we started trying to play Zombie U. Uh, which you played it. I, I played it. I stayed on my laptop. You creeped was, out. Yeah, you were was, creeped out by it. Yeah, I don't like any. I don't like horror, or suspense, thriller, that kind of. So, impressions so. of the system. It's good. So you're not going to make any enemies. Just go for it. I, I, it feels like a giant DS. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I had a DS and I played it for a couple whatever weeks. I loved it, um, and then I stopped playing it. And I never looked back. Like, it was not, never something that I was like, oh, damn, I really wish I could pick that up again. And I just feel like for $350 for the black model. Deluxe, yeah. Yeah, the deluxe that's, You know model. that's the one I rocked. Yeah, of course. But, like, it's like, is it really worth it? I mean, you know, I, I really am not a huge gamer. I play, like, I have a 360 and a PS3, and I haven't put, turned on my 360 in ages. I played Call of Duty, not even the most recent one, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. And I yeah. play FIFA. Like, those are the only games that I play. So maybe uh, this this feeling that you've got is just not being an avid gamer. Yeah, I, and, you know? like, I mean, I... I I'm somebody who carries my 3DS around with me all the time. So when you call That's something a, D, a DS, I'm like, oh, it sounds perfect. Right. You know? I, I play my PS3 several times a week, probably. If, right. if, if not to play it, then to run a Blu-ray on it. Oh, my, my PS3 is always on, because right. I'm running Netflix and Blu-rays off of it. Exactly. But... When I want to play a game, I have my iPhone and the crappy games that I yeah, play. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like uh, as a culture, we're all going portable. Right. As a culture, we're all going iOS. You know. Yeah. Um, and my my 3DS again is always with me. And yesterday, like I was at school and a student showed up late. They walked they walked in on me prof- playing Professor Layton. Totally. Like I was playing my 3DS and. Uh, I love that it's always there. I love that you can play it for 10 minutes. You can play it for five minutes. It, it, you don't get engrossed like you wouldn't with a console system. Mm-hmm. Because when you're trying to be productive, as we're trying to be productive, when you get engrossed in a console system, it just feels like chunks of your day start going away. Yeah, but I mean, I think that the, the problem with Nintendo Land is, not problem, but Nintendo Land seems like we're going to take a, a handheld game and just make a console version of that. Well, first off, it's like a mini-game collection. Nintendo Land totally. is the one that came packaged in with Deluxe. And it's a mini-game selection uh, collection. Not all the games are successful. Some of the right. games are addictively successful. Like the Yoshi cart is stupid. You love addictive. Yoshi's Fruit yeah. Cart. Chris but from Punchline was telling me he loves Yoshi's Fruit Cart. But I could cart. play that on a DS, totally. Because you, could t- you could play that very well on a DS. Yes, because I could see, I could screens. see both screens. Right. And, and I think it would work. But, I mean... I, but what about something that uses some of the movement of the actual gamepad? Because I, I love the, I, I, I think the Ninja game is amazing. Yeah. The Ninja throwing throwing star game is fantastic. I also I like the, the Captain Falcon F Zero adaptation yeah. game where I'm tw- I'm literally turning the gamepad in order to get the thing. The to Octopus turn. Dance game is I mean it, Octopus Dance game is it's a, very it, difficult. It's a level of purgatory. Yeah. No. Totally. As is Donkey Kong's cart. That little Donkey Kong yeah, cart that, that you have to move out, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, it's re- I mean, it's really smart. I mean, but the, the thing is, is that, like, the Wii, I personally feel like the Wii original and now the Wii U is, I'm not their target demographic. I'm not the person that they're trying to market the gaming console to because I'm a casual gamer, and the right. games that I like, I want a regular controller for. My mom has a Wii. She's never had a console before. Doesn't game. She has a Wii. She plays it. <laughs> um... And, you know, when, when you were playing Zombie U last night, I was like, this is so not 
a Wii game. A Wii game, which I really, I was more in, interested in that idea of it, but not the game itself, because the game terrifies me, but I was interested <laughs> in the... The game terrifies me, and I was living it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I want to do this. Um, I, I would Part like to see man. more games like that. You know what I mean? I, I think you will. There's an arcade stick that uh, came out for it as well. There, there's an arcade controller that, so, that literally looks like a PS3 uh, controller humped an Xbox controller. Um, but playing Zombie U with the gamepad last night, I thought it was really it had some really cool ideas, like the scanner, the, uh, the touchpad we really used throughout the game to do things like set off a radar to scan for moving objects, which sometimes turn out to be rats or crows. They don't turn, necessarily cool. turn out to be zombies. So I found myself jumping around corners for no reasons just to see a rat scuttle across the floor, and also using it for the inventory and looting system. So mm -hmm. like looting through a cupboard. In, in moving stuff onto your backpack. The, the, the cool thing about this is that uh, it's not Left 4 Dead. It's not a run-and-gun game. Right. And I love Left 4 Dead. But as I said on Facebook last night, this feels like Half-Life in a zombie universe. The right. same kind of slow, exploratory feeling that you get with Half-Life. And still, especially in Half-Life 2, when you get into that scary section of town with the face huggers and shit like that, and you're like... Um, <clears throat> You're kind of taking your time with it, and you see monsters on other rooftops, and you know they're going to come for you. Right. That same sort of trepidation of taking that next step and knowing you have to is what's going to get me through Zombie U, along with you know doing things like using the gamepad as a sniper scope. Totally. That was really cool, using the gamepad as a sniper scope, using it as a way to uh, hack into different uh, hack key cards and things like that. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it can be gimmicky. Um, so far, the game, and I, again, I've only started it, so far, the game seems like it has enough uh, substance to it that it won't get slow, right? Or won't get old. Well, I won't like, get I tired of going the back. Dreamcast. To it. Remember the Dreamcast. Remember had that little like yeah, yeah for Tamagotchi egg thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like you could. I mean, that was like the first instance I remember. My buddy and I were playing. I think it was like um, NFL uh, 2K back in the day. It was Dreamcast, <laughs> and he was like, "I can play, or I can pick." my plays without you seeing them and you can pick plays without yeah. you seeing them which I was always like that's such a cool idea and why doesn't anyone do it and now that the Wii U has it I would love to see I, th I think Modern Warfare I think I think two players on this yeah I mean we're, we're playing that way in Nintendo Land where you're trying to catch me totally. or I'm trying yeah, to catch yeah. you or but I can see the map or you can't see the map I'd like to see two people with the game pads you know what yeah, I mean and yeah. see how that like I'm sure that'll happen you have the screen down in front of you and then you have the, the screen like, giving you like a topographical yeah yeah like, a, like the whole game totally I think that it's going to happen the, the, the cool thing I love New Super Mario Brothers like the big the game that I, I, I'm loving playing uh, the big criticism is that it came uh, like a month or two on the heels of the 3DS New Super Mario Brothers okay and I played through that one um, I don't think it's a problem having two New Super Mario Brothers right. games for two different systems two months apart right um, I played through New Super Mario Brothers on my 3DS this one on the on the Wii U uh, the squirrel suit, yeah, is you know, is this anything that you couldn't have done with, uh, with you know, with a different with the with the raccoon suit? Anyway, um, it's not a raccoon suit. I know, I know, I'm going to get yelled at by you guys right now, and it's at the tip of my tongue right now. Um, but uh, fox? No, it's not a fox. Uh, I don't know anything about video games. It's a uh, it's a tanuki suit. So it's nothing that you can't do with like a tanuki suit. Um, and the Yoshis are kind of cool. There's a golden Yoshi you can use to, to light, cavern, light caverns. There's a purple Yoshi that you can use to inflate into a balloon to, oh, to float cool. you up and down or slow your descent. Um, New Super Mario Bros. U just seems really well designed. What I also like is that on the top map, you can leave comments for other people. Mm -hmm. You can be like, oh, this was easy. Look out for Bullet Bill, because Bullet Bill changes everything. Um, 
you maybe everything. you can ask people where you get the star coins, and they can leave. You can basically communicate with each other in every in every game. In Zombie U, you can spray paint warnings or hints to other people on the walls of the uh, of London, and other people playing behind you. If you're friends with them or you're sharing information with them, you can actually see where they've spray painted warnings and signs. That's really to you. cool. So you, so it feels collaborative even if you're playing a single player game. Right. And of course, it's awesome when Laura, like the other night, she wanted to watch the AMAs, mm-hmm. the American Music Awards were on, and I could just switch New Super Mario Brothers right to my lap, and it's like I'm playing a DS right there in the living room. Yeah. And I was playing the entire time she got the. You I know, can't do Yoshi's cart like that. No, not all the games will, will switch the, to the to the touchpad. I wish that some of the Wii games, and that that is a criticism of the system that some of the Wii games that you got, like maybe you downloaded an original uh, Super Nintendo game or original NES game. Those won't switch to the gamepad for use once you're in the week. But I mean, that's just that's just a software yeah. patch. Yeah, it's like a that's, software that's, patch. They just have to. They have to figure it, it out. Yeah. They either have to allow it, or they have to double hit us for another download version. Oh, that's def- that's that would what be, they're gonna do. That's what they're gonna do, and it's brutally awful. Yeah, yeah. I do like that. There's friend zone, like, like friends friend to friend zoning. <laughs> friend to friend zoning. The Meverse works. Some of it's not very intuitive. You're like, wait, where do I go for my friends list? Yeah. <laughs> you actually can't get it from a menu on the screen. You have to get it on the menu on the gamepad. So it's it's not. Com- I don't think there are many systems completely intuitive yet. No. Um, but their, I mean, their, their shop is so improved, though. Yeah, yeah, the but there, it's, there's, they're, you know, they're, they've tried something new, and, and so far a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Like, it's not as gimmicky as I assumed it was going to be. No, this is getting... Like rave reviews, mm-hmm. Zombie U has people kind of polarized, but I think the people who thought it was going to be le- uh, Left for Dead or Resident Evil are the ones that are kind of pissed. And this right. is more of a traditional survival horror. Right, it's I, not I, Call I, of Duty I'm, with zombies. I'm loving it. I'm, I think it's fucking creepy and scary, and it's exactly the kind of zombie game I would want. Right. You know. Um, so the Wii U gets a double thumbs up, two pairs of thumbs up from. Uh, Tyson and I, Tyson coming from a background where he's like, I wouldn't get it, but I'm not a big time gamer. And the Wii, I could see this thing getting bored. Mm-hmm. And me saying, hey, I'm an addict. I'm glad I have this new drug and I'm loving it. Um, my, my, my network ID, Nintendo network ID, which is great. I love how they're starting to integrate the, all their systems together. Like the 3DS, the me that I have on my Wii U is from my 3DS. And I love that they're integrating all the systems together using this new network ID, similar to the network ID on PlayStation mm-hmm. that you can have between your Vita and your PSP and your PlayStation. My network ID for you guys who want to add me is Jonathan London, spelled out, perfect, easy. So glad I did that midnight launch so I could snag my own name as my network ID. Um, all right, so Tyson and I also went to see a movie with Laura. Uh, we've been busy. Like, we've done a like, lot of We have stuff. not been able to play the video game system a whole lot. Um, you, you, you've been in the it, other yeah. room playing some serious fruit cart. Yeah. Um, well, you you have work to do. I'm I've here. been this teaching and doing some work, and uh, and we did get the chance to go see uh, a movie I thought was going to be better, Silver Lining Playbook by David Russell. I heard great things. I mean, it was at Toronto. Um, I was uh, I was interning with the Weinstein's at the, when when they were up in Toronto and. You know, everyone thought Silver Lining Playbook was amazing up there. I mean, it won the People's Choice Award, which Toronto has a track record of, of the People's Choice Awards. Um, Winning are, Best Picture. Best Picture winners for the past few years. So, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be great. And, 
you know, if I hadn't really thought about it too long and hard after the movie or talked to you about it, I probably would have. I probably would have thought it was decent. Yeah, like really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not gonna say that it's not enjoyable, but it felt like a sloppier movie. It felt like right. a movie where the cinematography wasn't tight, the editing wasn't tight, the writing had some lumps in it. And the performances were the ones that float this. If you, if you're, oh, if the you're performances are amazing. The performances are fantastic. I think Bradley Cooper's really good in this. I think Robert De Niro's fantastic. Robert De Niro is Robert spot De Niro. on. He's, he's perfect in this. But, but people have been on Robert De Niro's ass as of late saying that Robert De Niro is playing Robert De Niro. No, this, if you, I mean, I've lived in Philly for four years where the movie took No, place. no, I'm not saying this, in, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying this, this role he's not, but I'm he saying his, out of his, last few, yeah. his last few films, people have been like, uh, Robert De Niro settling into playing himself, like Marlon Brando and like yeah. Pacino, like yeah. they're all playing exaggerated versions of who they are in real life. And this is not that. No, the, the, we're going to talk about the positives of the movie being the performance. I've had Jennifer Lawrence, who doesn't fall in love with her in this movie. I I'm in love with her. I for sure. And I was like, who is this girl? Because I haven't seen. Well, I haven't oh, okay. seen Hunger Games, Devil uh, and, or uh, Winter's Bone, and I haven't seen Winter's Bone. So I was like. Oh, that's a fresh new face. She's fantastic. And, and she's like, a megastar. And you saw X-Men First Class. No, I didn't. Oh, she plays Mystique. Yeah, see, but that's the she's thing. I was like, I've never seen this girl before. And wow, this is a great break- breakout performance for her. <laughs> great breakout <laughs> performance for a multi-million dollar superstar. Yeah. She's described as an indie A-lister. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I thought, we talked about the mom afterwards. The mom, um, Bradley Cooper's mom and, and De Niro's wife, wife? in the yeah. film. Um, is an Australian actress, right? Yeah, and I'm that's not sure what her name is. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, she just gets run over in this movie. And you were saying that you wish that she had kind of a backbone in it. But I think that was a smart character choice because she has a son who's mentally unstable. A husband, husband who probably has a, total mental yeah, totally health has, issues. And De Niro played that so well. Oh, spot on. That scene, that that scene where he's sitting on the bedside. And with with Bradley Cooper's character, mm-hmm. and, the, and he and he doesn't know how to tell his son that he loves him. Yeah. He doesn't know how to tell his son that he needs him. He doesn't know how to do all this stuff because he's so obsessive compulsive, and he's got he's he's worked himself into a mental corner. Um, it's an incredible scene. Mm-hmm. That, that scene is the best scene in the movie, in my I, opinion. I think the writing, in terms of like scene to scene, is strong, but I think structurally the story falls apart yeah you get into those lumpy areas where yeah somebody I mean, yeah go it, ahead. It, it falls apart when when you're like you know like why why are these choices being made you know that don't seem to justify like they're not justified but but scene to scene like the way the characters have been structured and how you learn about who they are and i think those are really smart i mean chris uh tucker, tucker. I think is really funny in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it, he's it also a, very sad because you know he has a mental illness as well. Totally, and, and I, I mean funny in like a tragic right, way, not right. funny in like a um, Fifth Element, right? Chris Tucker, right? But Friday, I want to get you high. <laughs> yeah, he's right. not that character. He's not Friday, but he's like this tragic, sad, like you know, guy who who you and he plays his mental illness yeah. really well. Everyone in the movie has their mental ticks and quirks and they play it really no, well. This think, isn't Brad Pitt from 12 Monkeys. No, which I despised. I hated that movie. I had to watch it in I watched 12. it once. I kind of liked it. But, oh, yeah? But I, I've only seen it once in the theaters when it came out. Right. Um, the, no, the problems in this movie come from editing? the structure, the editing. Uh, the just some, of the, some of the cinematography is just... It's very weird. It's weird. And, and it's not like it's self-aware. It could, it's self-aware at times. It's not that it's too naturalistic. It's naturalistic at times. It's just inconsistent. The dance weird. sequences, like the way, 
everything was on Steadicam, and the way it was like cut it was together. A very abusive Steadicam. Oh yeah, but you don't know where <laughs> anything is. Like you don't know, like in the dance sequence, it's like forget like you know the 180 degree rule and breaking axes. It doesn't matter when when you're cutting no. a dance sequence. No. But I didn't know the rhythm is off. Yeah, and also like you're cutting between shots that make no sense, and they're just close up after close up after close up, and uh, you know, and every all the shots are like really, really like uh, yes. all over the place, like moving like crazy, and I was getting nauseous watching it. The movie and I don't doesn't. Get nauseous easy. I mean, the story doesn't surprise you. You know what the no. story is. You know where it's going, mm-hmm. and it doesn't surprise you. They fall in love. But some of the stylistic stuff that gets you there just feels like it's let to the left of where you would expect it to be for something like this. This is not the fighter. The fighter actually I thought was really good. The fighter's really good because it takes a, a story that is a bit conventional. You know, the he can win it, that sort of thing. And this story, which is also conventional, they they have their problems but they can fall in love and make it through. And the fighter is feels fresh and it feels like it's got its own uh, consistency to it. This one feels like it's trying to find its rhythm, for, which for a dance movie, <laughs> it seems important. Yeah. But it, it is a lot more than a dance movie. I would give this somewhere in the, I would say, if you're interested in some of the positives that we've been talking about, go for it. If some of the negatives we've been talking about are killers for you, it's not going to work for you. I would say go see it. I mean, it is going to be one of the films that's going to be at the Oscars. The regardless. performances will probably be nominated. Totally. And, and you know, depending on, on how highly you hold the Oscars and what that means to you if it means anything I don't even watch them see I mean a lot of they're, <laughs> they're, they're kind of a joke you know it's a popularity contest or whatever but you know if if, if that's how you gauge your movies if, if the Academy Awards dictate good movies go see it uh, because it will probably get nominated from I, I, I think David <laughs> Russell is going to get a, a nod and okay. I, would, I would say that uh, De Niro mm-hmm. okay Maybe Jennifer Lawrence. Maybe. And maybe Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Because this is definitely not him in the uh, Hangover. And it might be a Best Picture nod. Yeah. Might, or uh, I, I think it will. It, it will now they nominate 10. Yeah, it'll definitely <laughs> now be they Best nominate Picture nominate 10. Um, Considering so, it won uh, People's Choice at Toronto. Yeah. They'll be like, ah, now we got to. So, Tyson, yes, we only sir. got a couple hours left in L.A. Yeah. I'm going to go find a, a California Bear. State flag t-shirt. Yeah. Maybe even a flag itself. You want to go to Disneyland or something? I would love to go to Disneyland. Yeah, we only got a couple hours left. We're not going to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, And it's it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. I also heard that you unlocked a couple new levels in Fruit Cart. Will that be in your future? You know, it very well could be. Uh, I got to see what's past level 21. I'm just waiting for the email next week, Geekscapus, where he's back in Toronto without the Wii U, and he sends me the email. He's like, okay, I kind of want one. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like And then he's going to use the excuse for I kind of want one You know For my girlfriend and I To spend some time together You're going to totally use her As an excuse She to told me she was a, a gamer And we started playing Call of Duty And I didn't realize What she meant was like I'm a I'll game because you like gaming Yeah and I'll then play, I, uh, I, I'm a gamer because I play Angry Birds Yeah And then I destroyed her In Call of Duty And I bet and, you felt like a real man Didn't you <laughs> well, Yeah No But then uh, <laughs> My one buddy Lawrence Was like you're a piece of garbage. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll save that story for later. Yeah, it, yeah. It sounds like it sounds like something you just got shy of. Yeah. Uh, all right, Geekscapist. That's us at McDonald's drinking our sweet tea. Love sweet tea. Thanks, John. Uh, follow Tyson on Twitter. 
at Tyson Brewer, B-R-E-U-E-R. -E -E yeah, the proper German way. Yeah, and I'm at Jonathan Lennon on Twitter, geekscape.net. We didn't even get to the news that Sean and Derek and company have been posting on that website. There's tons of news. You're going to have to find it for yourself at the website. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Peace. Later.